984, myself, and Mora and Nadia Favri. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. Let me know how you're doing on 0701984984. The Fuse984, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We have been sampling back-to-back Renee Rapp, who's one of our new favorite artists. Her new album just dropped recently, and we are absolutely loving it. By the way, the album is called Everything to Everyone. And something else that's happening is big changes, not only in Nairobi, but in Kenya in general as well. And this is why I'm joined in studio today with the Nairobi County Government Finance County Executive Charles Kirich. Good morning. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. And how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to see uh, for you to tell me a little bit more about yourself and what you do uh, with the Nairobi County Government. Uh, my name is Charles Kirich. I am the County Executive Committee Member for Finance and Economic Affairs. I have been in this position now for about seven months. Um, I have held the position before uh, very briefly for about four months. Um, and I am in charge of revenue. That's uh, the real big assignment that I have. I have a target of 18 billion shillings to bring in as on-source revenue. Um, I am also in charge of the budgeting of the county. As you know, Nairobi County has a budget of about 40 billion shillings, two times the economy of Rwanda, wow. 10 times the economy of Burundi. Um, and and uh, that's some serious business. Uh, of course, another role is then accounting for uh, that uh, huge uh, revenue collection and um, and the budget. My department is also in charge of the assets of the county. Uh, all the land, everything, you know, is put in a register that uh, we are the custodians of. And um, we're also in charge of the debt. We have a debt of about 100 billion shillings. About 21 to the national government for on-land loans that were taken in the 80s to build the water infrastructure in Nairobi. About another 48 owed to pension schemes uh, over the years. And the reason it gets to that amount is because of very punitive interest rates. Some charge as high as 36% Mm. per year compounded. That's how it gets there. Uh, about another 21 billion for legal services and so on. And what is actually owed to good supplies of goods and services is around 5 billion only, which is manageable. And finally, my sector is also in charge of economic planning. Um, we have to focus uh, how Nairobi is going to be in the next, in the medium term and in the long term. And therefore, the economic planning uh, subsector is in charge of that. Now, the you know, average one, aren't you aren't aware of these numbers and the amount of debt that we have uh, accumulated over the years. So they get frustrated and they start to strike. Recently, we had a strike. Um, what was the damage done to Nairobi and for our budget when it came to this strike? Luckily, the strike did not last for very long. Um, our revenue is uh, seasonal. We have high, 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 uh, high seasons and low seasons. So during the low season, we collect about 25 million shillings on a bad day. And during the high season, about 75. We can reach 100. Um, So I think uh, the few days that uh, there was a strike, uh, it really went down to, we we lost about 10 million shillings a day. You know, the interesting thing is that even with that, that strike going on, because of some of the services being available online, uh, revenue was still coming in. So anybody who wants to pay for a single business permit, for example, or a land rates and so on, was not really affected if they could do it online. Yeah. So the 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 damage 
maybe over the several days was maybe 100 million which was very unfortunate because we need every shilling but um that, that's what it cost and when you first held the position to now what are some of the differences and changes that you've seen um within the Nairobi government and county well now we have a fantastic governor i must start there um because you know when you're in such a sensitive docket uh, you you have a responsibility to advise the ceo of the county and that's the governor and uh, when you have a governor who is advisable that that's a really big plus you begin from a very strong footing uh, which differentiates nairobi from the other counties and that's why i think we are having a really positive impact now um in in nairobi and um the the the, the other issues have really been constant over a long time um, the only thing is we really wanted to reorient uh, how we approach service delivery we used to have a lot of enforcement before in fact when you're in a county government is where you encounter the word enforcement all the time but you know enforcement creates an image of askaris carrying rungus going to force people to do what they're supposed to do uh, and then you had all these vehicles that you knew that once you've been thrown inside you have to land in a cell somewhere and 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 our orientation now is to be more of encouraging people to comply if we walk into your premise and you have not paid your single business permit we should give you the opportunity to pay it's not about catching you and saying now gotcha we are going to put you in the cell and so on so that whole perception even removing of those vehicles those uh, vehicles that were used for for you know for arresting people are no longer there i'm sure you don't see them in the streets anymore mm-hmm. and that's because i know where they are parked right now waiting to be sold as scrap uh, until we get new more friendly uh, vehicles but the whole purpose again is not to just get more modern arresting machines i mean we need to get our mind away from that arrest mentality and more of um, assisting uh, the clients to be able to comply it's fascinating to me that we've moved from a place of fear to now understanding and awareness and this is exactly what we're going to be doing this morning so please do sending your questions it's all about the nairobi county government finance county executive charles kirich you can send those questions on 0701984 Renee Rap right here on the Fuse 984 with Moon from her brand new album. We love to hear it. Everything to everyone. It is the Fuse 984 myself Anwar and Nadia Favri. Let me know how you feel about the album and what's going on in Nairobi in general on 0701984984 or the Fuse 984. I am joined in studio today with the Nairobi County Government Finance County Executive Charles Kirich. I do want to know from you cuz we have surpassed um revenue collection right last year we clocked 8.9 this year now we're at 9.2 who are the major revenue earners okay so um you've heard of the 80 20 principle yes that sometimes 20% of your revenue streams are responsible for 80% of your actual revenue so in Nairobi the big ones are the land rates and um this year that's given as about 2.8 billion compared to 2.4 last year Then you also have the single business permits that's a trade license which we are trying to now uh, compact into one certificate so that when you walk into a Naiva supermarket you don't find a whole notice board full of licenses and uh, certificates um and then we also have a parking and while many people might think this off uh, on street parking is actually the source of uh, a lot of parking revenue for the county it is not it is actually the matatus 
who have something known as a seasonal parking uh, sticker. So that's our biggest uh, source of revenue in terms of parking, and that's why we always want to engage them as our clients. That that's really the the, the, the goose that lays the golden egg in parking. We also have uh, house rents, as you know, the county owns some uh, stalls and houses in various estates. Uh, building permits is also uh, quite significant. Uh, there's a lot of construction going on in Nairobi. And we have tried to be very fair in uh, what we charge, but it's uh, one of the main revenue streams. And outdoor advertising. Uh, for a while, it was giving us almost a billion, but nowadays uh, it has really gone down. But those six revenue streams are responsible for 80% of the revenue collected in Nairobi. The rest, you know, this is food handling certificate and so on. All those are very high potential revenue streams that have not yet been uh, maximized uh, but they are clumped together because they only give 20 percent uh, of, of the revenue so land rate is uh, the real big one and as an average citizen if i wanted to help offload uh, the debt that we've collected can i give money can i offer money um freely to the county government to help like if if i wanted to take matters into my own hand and donate a large sum of money to help uh, you know decrease the the debt that we have gotten into is it possible for an individual to actually donate money that is a very confusing question okay <laughs> i have never had an offer by anybody to donate money to the county and so it has actually never crossed our minds interesting is there somebody you know who can donate money to the i county? mean the fuse listeners are very patriotic so they might want to get involved i'm just putting that question out there look we have um our budget of 40 billion shillings a year uh, a lot of it goes to payment of salaries. Nairobi County has about 13,500 staff. Now, that takes up a huge percentage of all the money that is collected. And the staff at Nairobi County is quite aged. The average age is about maybe 53, 54, 55. In the next 10 years, more than half, literally more than half will have retired. And so it gives an opportunity to begin to bring in a fresh new generation of young, uh, skilled uh, staff. But in the meantime, if uh, we wanted to carry out, for example, voluntary early retirement so that the people who want to go home can voluntarily go home, it is so costly that uh, that kind of donation you're talking about, that is exactly where it would go to settle some of these things. And some of the other debts... Like I mentioned, the debts that we owe like to lab trust and lab fund have very usurious interest rates, very punitive. You know, if you charge 36% interest, no wonder you know, it just keeps building up. You cannot, you cannot finish it because as you're paying, the interest it is attracting is higher than your ability to pay. So if our annual revenue collection is 10 billion, but our debts are 100 billion, you see, it would take 10 years to pay all your debts and in those 10 years you do nothing else you don't build any roads you don't collect any garbage it reaches a point where you have to be quite um, innovative in how you want to deal with this we have been uh, exploring the possibility of floating a green bond so that uh, with that bond money we can then direct it towards development projects because you cannot raise a bond to pay for recurrent you cannot raise a bond to pay salaries you must use the money raised to pay for development. Now, whatever was going to development 
prior can then be redirected to settle this uh, these debts. But uh, yeah, that, that's the best thing I've had today. That there's <laughs> such a possibility. Fantastic. Please do send in your questions on 0701984984 and the Fuse984. In just a bit, we're going to be talking about a clampdown that's starting from today. But for now, let's get the news and then back to the Fuse. One Republic right here on Fuse984 with a new jam call away from their runaway album. There are depths that are so fascinating, so diverse with their sound, but we still love to rock with them on the Fuse984, myself, Anmar, and Nadia. I am joined by the Nairobi County Government Finance County Executive, Charles Kirich, who's giving us more, especially on a down that will be again from today. Maybe you can tell me a bit more information about that. We collect revenue from... Uh the county government is led by the constitution and the county government act to collect and uh, these upstreams are all contained in what is known as the finance bill so the finance bill uh, it, it lists every stream and every item and says this is what is payable there is what is available for land rates and i will just tell you shortly about uh, something known as the new valuation role that we have done but nevertheless um Land rates uh, is charged annually, and the people now have an opportunity to be able to pay in installments if they want to. But many times, I think over the years, people are used to uh, waiting for waiver of interest and penalties to pay. So every year you will hear on TV, waiver, 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 take advantage of waiver and so on. But some actually don't. And so uh, because it is an obligation to pay, and although it will still attract uh, interest and penalties, we still need the principal. That is the core revenue that the county requires for service delivery. So there are landowners who accumulate uh, their land rates for years. Um, and, and that's not um, fair to the citizen of Nairobi because that revenue is required for that service delivery. And... Um, so we have a list of all the properties that have accumulated land rates and because the law is on our side, uh, the Land Act mandates us and uh, the County Government Act mandates us, we want or we are beginning today an exercise of taking over rent collection from buildings that have not yet paid their land rates. So if we come to Londra House, for example, uh, have you... Do you want to check whether Londra House has paid their land rates? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, because if they haven't, uh, Capital will start paying their rent to Nairobi City County Government. So if the building owes 500,000 shillings, we will put a notice at the entrance of the building and say from today, all tenants pay your rent to Nairobi City County Government until the 500,000 shillings is recovered, upon which you can resume paying to your uh, uh, landlord. Now, many people don't like it. I mean, um, it, it really shows disorganization in terms of the management of that building. And uh, it usually leads to uh, quite an abrupt uh, response. So we have a long list of uh, landowners, homeowners, building owners who own the Nairobi City County government uh, money. And so from today, we are invoking uh, the law and we are going to seize uh, several buildings where the tenants will be required to pay to the county. Now, our question sometimes arises to say, but the tenant has an obligation or a contract with the landlord. Even if they paid uh, the county government, what would it mean in terms of their obligation to the landlord? But they are covered. Um, the same was done to billboard owners. 
uh, we put an agency notice because many of them were getting good returns from uh, the big brands Coca-Cola and Safaricom and the rest but they were not remitting to the county so we invoked an agency notice and to their banks and said from now on uh, pay the money directly to the county and many of them complied so it is unfortunate that we have to reach a situation where uh, we have to invoke the law to pay but uh, uh, it usually is a good way to encourage all Nairobi um, residents this year there is not going to be any waiver of penalties um, at the beginning of the year what we also did was to extend the period uh, before the penalty kicked in you understand so mm -hmm. you have what you owed last year and upon um, the new year beginning the new penalties were supposed to kick in but we didn't um, uh, load those new penalties so really what we're asking for is the the, the principle and any areas of the principle, the penalties we can waive. Um, I, I just mentioned that uh, we did a, a, a valuation role recently. So what happens is if you want to charge rates on a piece of land, uh, in Nairobi we use what is called uh, undeveloped site value. So if you have one acre of land, you pay for that one acre. Although we know that nowadays uh, following the Sectional Properties Act, uh, because you find that one acre has like 60 apartments and so on. We are just still charging for that one acre. But the last valuation role in Nairobi had been done in 1982. So you can imagine at that time, an acre of land in Karen was going for um, 800,000 shillings. Now the same acre is going for between 50 and 60 million shillings. The valuation role was a long and tedious process which we have completed. Twice in the past, it failed to be uh, enacted because people would find technicalities to go to court. But the new valuation role that we have now is really going to help us with our revenue collection. It's not punitive. The purpose of enacting a new valuation role is to bring more properties into the role, not to increase what an individual pays. In fact, the success of a valuation role uh, is dependent on the minimal increase you can uh, effect. The less the increase, the more compliance you will have. If you have an, inc um, an increase that is too huge, then it, it, it defeats the purpose because people will not pay. So the new valuation role is increasing the revenue, the, the, the land, the, sorry, the land rates very marginally, but bringing more on board. But uh, the exercise we are doing right now is to basically go to the people that we've always had in our database and whom we can see have not paid we are starting this morning we will go to a building um, uh, right here in the CBD um, I think uh, I don't know whether I should mention them but uh, along uh, near Loiter Street then in Tomboya Street uh, too just as a beginning but we are going to carry out this exercise until we collect what is due for Nairobi County Government the more money we have in our coffers the more services we are able to deliver Right. Let's talk about pending bills really quickly because um, some extend all the way back to former, you know, Kidaru's tenure. What is City Hall's plan with all the pending bills? So, again, the law says that pending bills take first charge on any budget. And so, um, after I mentioned earlier that uh, we normally have what is known as non-discretionary expenditure. So, when you have, um, let's say, a billion shillings in your, or one point, let me put 1.5 the salaries will take like maybe 1.2 
then you have the uh, you have to pay for medicine and uh, for electricity and so on those are the non discretionary now whatever remains we usually prioritize the pending bills but the amount is so huge that you know some have been rolling over like this year alone we found um, road projects uh, under what was known as the ward development fund that had been pending for like four years and this year we've spent more than a billion paying those contractors several of them are back suppliers are back to city hall because they can now hear that city hall is actually paying uh, what they were not paying before so i think we will continue to prioritize the the pending bills which i told you by the way the supply of goods and services is is just like five billion shillings so if we really put our focus there, we can finish. The big ones that we owe national government and lab trust and so on, we can deal with those institutional ones later. But the ones that are owed to individuals, um, and some are really unfair because somebody has brought uh, an item which is in use in hospital and they took a loan, uh, those are the ones that we've been prioritizing. And this year alone, I think we have settled uh, more than $2 billion in pending bills. Fantastic. Please keep sending in your questions on 0701-984-984 and the Fuse 984. Three doors down here without you, baby. One of our favorite Fuse favorites. You can let us know how you're doing on 0701-984-984. Cutting off a Three Doors Down song should be illegal, so I'll definitely be putting it back on the all-request lunch hour. In studio today, of course, I am joined by the Nairobi County Government Finance County Executive, Charles Kirich, who's giving us more information on what's going on from today in Nairobi. Now, um, Mr. Kareej, I'll tell you, so Nairobi Governor Johnson Sakaja last Tuesday displayed a very emotional side to himself as he spoke about the school feeding kitchen program. Maybe you can tell us a bit more information about what the program is all about. And I saw a lot of social media reactions saying, is this the usual political uh, stance? But um, I was actually surprised to find a, um, a clip where he had been debating the same issue of school feeding while as a senator. So it's not a new idea. It's not uh, something that is just being put for show now. Uh, the idea is we have about uh, 225 schools in Nairobi, primary schools, public primary schools. And in so many of them, there are children who are not able to bring lunch. Uh, urban poverty bites more than it does in the rural area. Did you know that uh, the number of children out of school in Nairobi per capita is more than in Turkana. And uh, the, the, the common saying in Nairobi is that uh, Nairobi ni shamba la Maui. It's a concrete jungle. At least, you know, in the rural areas, if you're hungry, you can go to your neighbor's house. But in Nairobi, you can actually be starving and your neighbors are having a party. The idea is to find a way that can bring equity in this. You know, um, when you go to a school and it is lunchtime and three quarters of the children have food, that they are carried from home and the other quarter does not have, that, that person is not able to concentrate um, after that lunch. Uh, there's also a situation where a lot of them miss their school because when they are sent home for lunch, many of them don't come back. Now, you cannot get anything into your head when your stomach is empty. So the whole idea was to, using a, what is known as a hub and spoke model, build central kitchens. So build one central kitchen in every sub-county. That kitchen prepares the food, which is done by the parents, and then that food is loaded in lorries and distributed to all the schools in that sub-county. Um, the cost per meal is uh, about 50 shillings, but the parent will pay only 5 shillings. 
the county will pay about 25 shillings and then we have partners who will pay for the rest and the beautiful thing is that this is a model that has been tried and tested and it's working it's being used in Dagoreti. There's a school called Mukarara Primary where it's happening very well. And the organization behind all this is uh, called Food for Education. So they are a credible body. We are not going to ask anybody to give the county money that any donation or any support can go there. Uh, we already had uh, a lot of um, interest from corporates like banks and so on who have all said, look, we are going to adopt one kitchen. We are going to build one kitchen which costs about uh, maybe 25 million. It's a huge warehouse that will also have lorries uh, delivering it. But, you know, um, in all this conversation, it then emerges that apart from the 225 public primary schools that where children need to be fed, there are actually thousands of other schools in the slums known as informal schools. It's a hall during the day right now. It's a classroom. In the evening, it's a social hall. Uh, tomorrow, uh, on a Sunday, it's a church. On Wednesday night, it's a Kesha place. It, it's not really a school, but that's where the children learn. So you can imagine if you're having a problem with lunch in a public primary school, how about in the informal schools? So to me, it's inevitable that the moment this is rolled out in the public primary schools, it has to then extend to, to the, the informal schools in the slums. This has been... Um, piloted in India. India does it the most fantastic way. As you know, there are huge slums in India, but their school feeding program is phenomenal. It is actually uh, a case study for the whole world uh, to, absor to, 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 to observe. And um, these informal schools are charged by the county government, or rather have been charged 10,000 shillings per year. And uh, the finance bill that we are going to present uh, next week that is being reduced from 10,000 to 3,000 shillings payable monthly, um, termly. So you can pay 1,000 shillings per term because they are really providing a very crucial service. Um, and the more this conversation of school feeding uh, emerges, the more humanity really needs to get involved. It's not an issue of, is this a function of the national government? Is this a function of the county government? It's just a function of leadership. If a child is hungry, just feed the child. Um, so I, I've had that conversation where it's being questioned, should the MP be the one to do it or should the governor be the one to do it? So we are rolling it out. Ten, uh, ten uh, sites have already ground broken. Uh, the idea is 10 kitchens in 10 weeks. Uh, that is going on and it will succeed. It will be delivered. Uh, I think uh, the governor's emotion was quite spontaneous. I was present. It caught me by surprise. Almost made me tear. Uh, <laughs> but um, it really is a good thing. And I think Nairobians should support it. Yeah, I completely agree. And it was nice to see a governor who cares for the people of Nairobi. What other initiatives, uh, lastly, what other initiatives will the county government be getting involved in and focusing on? Uh, during the campaign, the governor talked about uh, dividing Nairobi into five boroughs. We are already implementing that. We have the east, west, north, south, and central borough. The idea is to decentralize service delivery. You don't need to come to City Hall if you can get the service um, at a place near you. So the whole idea is to put services online and for those who need to physically uh, um, visit an office, then you will have them in your borough. So that's number one. Number two is um, the, uh, what do you call them? Um, early Childhood Development Education, ECDEs, are a function of the county government. There's a scarcity. I mentioned earlier that we have 225 schools in Nairobi. That That is a disservice to the people of Nairobi. They are constituencies outside Nairobi, one constituency that has more than that 
and Nairobi has 17 constituencies. So in addition to these uh, public primary schools, we also want to build a large number of um, ECDs so that more children are in school. Um, you have heard of the waste recycling plant in Dandora. It has been talked about for, I think, 20 years. This time it's going to happen, and the county is also building its capacity to collect revenue, to collect um, refuse. You know, uh, it's the primary responsibility of the county is to collect garbage, not to outsource it to um, private vendors. So we have put a lot of uh, investment in purchase of uh, what is known as refuse compactors, you know, where you put the garbage and it squeezes it. And, and the whole idea is just to build the county's capacity to collect on its own and not be very reliant on... Uh, on, uh, on 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 you know uh, private companies affordable housing i think the county has been more successful than the national government by all measures uh, we have two projects that have gone very well we have now put 10 estates up uh, for investment um, all of them are in eastlands bahati you know uh, maringo ziwani jericho lumumba bondeni and others three markets are on the way this coming financial year that's in ruai mihango and karen and uh, if I may also just mention a little, uh, because Nairobi Water and Sewerage Company is a company owned by the county, uh, is the issue of production of water or sourcing of water. Why many estates don't have water is not because of pipes and so on. It's just there's just not enough water coming to Nairobi. If it rained every day from January 1st to December 31st, there would still be water shortage. So... Uh, you know, the Water Act was done in such a way that it took a lot of power from the county and vested it in national government institutions. So, like, Athi Water is in charge of the infrastructure um, of water in Nairobi. And that really disadvantages us in terms of what we can do. And so we've pushed for completion of uh, what was known as the Northern Collector. But eventually we have to do a dam in Maragua uh, and Northern Collector too. So in the meantime, there are areas in Nairobi like uh, Mihango, that don't have a single water pipe laid because there were settlements that came later. So just to mention on behalf of Nairobi City Water uh, Company, there's also quite a lot going on. And finally, public lighting. Um, uh, you saw um, Gong Road, yeah. I think from Junction to Karen, used to be in darkness. Uh, the county government did it in conjunction with Kenya Power. So we contract Kenya Power to put it on behalf of the county, and we pay Kenya Power. So there might be confusion, people saying, but it's Kenya Power, we did it. No, it's actually our project that we contracted them to pay. So there's a lot happening, but those, I think, are the main ones. Um, and, and we are seeing phenomenal change in Nairobi and growth. I think um, it all boils down to the leadership we now have. And I think uh, I have had a phrase repeated many, many times that if it does not happen under Sakaja, it will never happen. <laughs> and I've come to believe it because the things I'm seeing moving uh, would not move. And if they didn't move now, just forget about it. Let's divide Nairobi and everybody takes their own share. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us all the information. And like I did mention earlier, if you do want to donate to the county government, they will also accept. Um, thank you so much once again for joining us. It is a Fuse 984. If you still have any questions, let us know on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.